This is the Falcon Twin Podcast from falcontwin.com. I'm Brendan, and today I'm going to answer a couple of questions and talk briefly about the SanDisk Sansa MP3 player, which is relatively new, uh, and I just got one. I'm going to have a few comments on that. I'll start with the questions. The first one was sent from TL from the forums, who asks, We were talking on the forum, and we came to Mika's name and its meaning, and I wonder if you could tell something about it on your next podcast. The story is actually kind of underwhelming. Mika is a name that I've had for a very long time. I don't even know where I got it, but it's just a Japanese-sounding name, and so I had that. And Murakami is one... Actually, I didn't have a last name to go with Mika, and I had been kind of keeping an eye out for one, but I couldn't really think of anything. So I was reading through a a book. I can't even remember what it was. And it, it was about Japan and the Japanese. And someone mentioned a, a Miss Murakami or something in that book, and I said, Mika Murakami, that sounds pretty good. And so then I went and I did a little research on what the characters mean. Mika means, I think, beautiful fragrance or something. And Murakami, I think Mura is village, and Kami is like above or on or something. And, you know, it'd probably be better to ask a Japanese person what the actual, you know, meaning, significance of the name is. But that was pretty much where it came from, it's just, I like the sound of it. Uh, but there is, I mean, it is an actual Japanese name. I know that there's also a photographer, I guess famous as photographers go, also called Mika Murakami. So that's where that name came from. Thank you, TL, for the question. And next, Sherry Girl asks a whole bunch of questions, some of which are actually really good, so I'll get into those. Her first question is, Tresca's profession as a thief begs the question whether or not she has wanted posters anywhere. Is this true, or am I reaching? No, Tresca doesn't have wanted posters anywhere because she's like a ninja. No one knows that she steals anything. She just takes it, and people don't even know what hit them. Question 2. Evan looks to me to be modeled after the Vatican Swiss Guard, not the pantaloon-wearing kind, mind you. The kind that are plain-clothed, investigative kind. Was this the inspiration for Evan's position within a religious organization, or is he modeled after the Templars? Well, I don't know who the Templars are, actually, but it is kind of interesting that you do mention the the Vatican, because the original sort of inspiration from which Evan was derived was actually the Vatican in Rome. I was watching a movie called The Scarlet and the Black, and this is a movie that starred Gregory Peck as Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty, and he was a Catholic Monsignor who worked at the Vatican during World War II, and basically the entire movie was him just giving the runaround to the Nazi guards who were out to get him. It wasn't a comedy, although it just kind of made it sound like one, but it was actually him standing up to the the guards in a non-violent kind of way, just a very sort of quietly defiant way, not at all unlike Gandhi, and I was very impressed with that, and so I was kind of intrigued by the idea of priests as warriors, and so I kind of ran with that idea, and originally I was planning to have, I, I somehow have the feeling I've talked about this in the podcast already, so if I have, deal with it. Anyway, so I was going to originally have an older character who was just going to be mainly called Padre, and he was going to be basically a direct analog to this Monsignor O'Flaherty. But ultimately, it seemed kind of strange to have a bunch of nubile young girls running around with this old man. And also, this was, I think, around the same time that there was some scandal issues with priests in the Catholic Church, and I thought, you know, the idea of an old man running around with a bunch of young girls seemed just a little bit too potentially risky. So I decided to make Evan a lot younger, and then Padre sort of became the the guy that Evan talks to at the beginning of Chapter 5, who is ultimately a totally bit character. He doesn't have any other appearances in the comic. But that was where the whole kind of inspiration for Evan came from. So it is actually sort of interesting that you do 
bring up the Vatican there. An interesting side note to that story actually is that night when I was watching that movie, I was also drawing that night, and that was the same night that the very first version of the character that would become Sydney was created, and looked very little like what she does now, but some of the elements are there. Question 3. Annika is a hard read for me because of her contempt for Mika. I guess I'm not catching the origins of this negativity towards her. What is it exactly that placed Annika's mindset to despise Mika? Annika doesn't have any contempt for Mika. She doesn't hate Mika. She just likes baiting people. It's kind of like John C. Dvorak baits Apple users, and this is something that I didn't understand until just recently when I discovered the joys of baiting Apple users, where if you say something that can be interpreted even remotely negatively as anti-Apple, then you'll get mail about it. And I have, even though by and large I've been more or less positive towards Apple, although their whole recent podcast snafu is extremely stupid, and I think that severe action should be taken to discourage them from doing such stupid things. Regardless, baiting Apple users is just fun. I own Apple products. I have a Mac Mini sitting not three feet away from me. And I like it, and I like OS X quite a bit, and I think it's very nice, especially compared to Windows, at least just for everyday work. But that being said, that doesn't mean that it's not a whole lot of fun to bait Apple users, because it's so easy to just you know, say something that's kind of innocent and just watch them go into a complete frenzy. And so that's what John Dvorak does, that's what I am doing more and more, just because at least it's something fun to do. And Annika is the same way with regards to Mika. She knows it's really easy to push Mika's buttons. Mika reacts negatively to people like Annika, who are kind of full of themselves anyway. And so Annika just tries to get a rise out of Mika just because she likes doing that. She doesn't hate Mika, but she would do that to pretty much anyone that she could. And you, you saw a little bit of that with Evan, too, sometimes, is that she'll provoke Evan, not to directly you know, really make him very, very angry, but just because she wants to get a reaction out of him. Question 4. Will you ever consider reworking your earlier pages to fit the style and theme of your current style? At this point, not a chance. Too much work and too little benefit. I am having difficulty even seeing the benefit of continuing to do regular pages. Not that I'm going to stop, but if I can't convince myself to do regular pages with any kind of enthusiasm, I'm certainly not going to go back and do old ones all over again. And so that's it for Shergill's questions. Thank you very much. And now I'm just going to talk briefly about the SanDisk Sansa. This is an MP3 player that came out this year. I think it was debuted first at CES back in January. And it's supposed to be kind of a competitor to the iPod Nano. It's about the same size, about twice as thick, though. And instead of having the touch scroll wheel around it, it's got a little mechanical wheel that works all right. It's uh, the, the main issue I have, well, there are a lot of issues with it, but... The main issue I have with the controls are the, the buttons actually around the wheel are very narrow and it's kind of difficult to keep a good press on them. It's got a really nice screen. It's actually, I don't know, one and a half times as tall as the iPod Nano screen. So unlike the Nano, it's actually taller than it is wide. Really nice looking screen, very colorful, very bright, very beautiful. Difficult to see in direct light. As a matter of fact, if you're outside in direct sunlight, it's pretty difficult. And furthermore, when the backlight is off, you can't see anything at all. This is compared to my previous MP3 player. I'm kind of rambling here because I don't have anything prepared for this. My previous MP3 player was an iAudio U2, which was a really wonderful little player. And that died about oh, a week or two ago. And so I got the Sansa. It was about time, and it was around my birthday. So I decided to make it a birthday present, and I got myself this little Sansa. And the iAudio just had a regular black-and-white LCD with a backlight also, but the LCD was completely readable, even if the backlight wasn't working. It was like most 
other normal LCDs. But the Sansa isn't like that. If you have the backlight off, you can't really see anything. And even if you could see anything, it doesn't actually update the display. Because if you look very, very closely, you can actually kind of see the ghost image of what it's displaying. But if you look, you can actually see that it's not updating the display. So kind of mixed things on the display there. It's got a voice recorder built into it, as the iAudio U2 did. If you listen to the UCSD tour, you'll know that the voice quality on the microphone of the iAudio is pretty amazing, actually. The Sansa does not have amazing microphone voice quality. Here's a little excerpt of me talking into the Sansa for your listening pleasure. It does have a microphone, but it's not great. It also has an expansion slot on the side for microSD, which means that this 2 gigabyte player that I had, I could presumably expand at some point in the future. They already have 1 gig microSD cards out right now, and they will have, of course, larger ones later on. The player that I got seems to be a little bit broken. The play-pause button, which is at the top of the wheel, doesn't work consistently. If I leave the player for a few hours and don't use it, then it doesn't seem to work, and so I have to fiddle with it and wiggle it around and mash it in and, and just try to dick around with it until it finally starts working. And then once it starts working, it works fine, as long as I you know continue to use the player, even if I just have it in my pocket walking around. And then, you know, I get to class or I get home and I set down the player for a couple hours and I pick it up again and the play button doesn't work anymore. So that's very frustrating. Unfortunately, because it's intermittent, it's kind of difficult to uh, take it back and complain, say, you know, well, the play button doesn't work. And then they pick it up and mess with the play button and say, well, it seems to work fine to me. So I think I might be stuck with that. It also has a proprietary connector, which I'm not very fond of. The iAudio U2 did not have a proprietary connector. One thing that the Sansa and the iAudio share in common is that they both basically function like a USB flash drive once you plug them into the computer. And this is pretty much a requirement for me because I think iTunes is a complete piece of crap. And actually, I take that back. I think all MP3 software, all audio software is basically crap on the computer. So iTunes, Windows Media Player, Winamp, uh, Music Match Jukebox, which I've had terrible experiences with, all of it just sucks ass. So any MP3 player that... I would have to go through a piece of software like that to use is just right out of the question, which of course puts iPods out of the question. The Sansa can be plugged in and used just like a flash drive. When you drop the MP3 files on the Sansa, once you unplug it, it indexes the MP3s, gets all their ID3 tags, and then lets you browse by ID3 tag when you're browsing through the music menu. This probably is a good thing if you are a music listener, but if you're a podcast listener, it's actually not so great because, one, a lot of podcasts aren't tagged properly, and, two, I really just want to see a big list of all of the podcast entries that I have, no matter which one they're from, whether they're from the BBC, whether they're from you know, a game podcast, anything. I just want a big folder full of all my podcasts, and there's no real way to do that on the Sansa. There is a songs entry so you can just see all of the songs that are on the player. The problem with this is that you can't say, well, I want to see all the ones that are just podcasts and not the ones that are, say, music. Because, again, all the podcasts don't share any common tags and, you know, having to re-tag every single podcast that came in would be an incredible pain in the ass. And, and furthermore, if you do have, say, music on here, I got the Dreamfall soundtrack the other day, loaded that onto this player, and so now if I go to view all the songs, not only do I get all the podcasts on here, but I also get all of the Dreamfall soundtrack pieces, which is nice, but if I'm listening to Dreamfall, I don't want to listen to podcasts, and vice versa. 
the iAudio used only folder-based navigation, which is, you know, whatever folders you put on the player, that's what it's going to show when you actually look at it while you're using it. So I, I prefer the iAudio on that front as well. The controls also on the Sansa are not quite as nice. I mean, the, the scroll wheel is kind of interesting. But the, like I said, the buttons don't feel very good. It's not very easy to use without looking at it compared to the iAudio. The iAudio, I mean, I could pretty much operate the entire thing without ever setting eyes on it because I you know, knew exactly how to press the buttons and stuff and the navigation was so simple. The thing about the Sansa is a lot of stuff is context sensitive based on what screen you're viewing, even whether the backlight is on or off. When the backlight is off, if you press a button, it will turn on the backlight but not actually do what that button is supposed to do. So if the backlight is off and I want to pause the track that's currently playing, I have to actually hit the pause button twice. And the same thing if the backlight is on, I have to press it only once. So it's, you know, it changes based on that. And again, if you're trying to operate this, say, in your car, which I tend to use uh, my MP3 player a lot, or exclusively for listening to stuff in the car on the way to and from school, that ends up being kind of an issue. There is a little bit of also mechanical noise with the Sansa. It, it, it kind of plays in the background, especially towards the beginning of every track when you start playing it. I don't know what that is. Sometimes it seems to be associated with the backlight and stuff. Other times it doesn't seem to be associated with anything at all. I've heard it just appear for no particular reason in the middle of a track. If you're listening to something fairly loud, if you're listening to music that's you know got guitar or something in there, I'm sure that you wouldn't hear it at all. But if you're just listening to voice, if you're listening to some quiet music, especially if you were listening to classical music or something, that'd be very noticeable. The scrolling on the tracks is kind of difficult. You can't just scroll straight through it like you would on, you know, like with the volume. As I use the scroll wheel here to scroll through the volume, I can go all the way down, and then in just a second I can be all the way to the maximum volume. You can't do that and scrub through the tracks the way that you know, that you can hear with the volume. And that's kind of frustrating. It means that if you want to fast forward to the end of a, a long MP3, like, say, a podcast that's 40 minutes long or an hour long, you're going to be sitting there holding down the fast forward button for several minutes. And again, the buttons aren't so great, so it's fairly easy to accidentally lighten up on the pressure just a little bit, and then it skips to the next track because it thinks you wanted to do just a single press. So that's not very good. It seems to me that the real difference is that Sansa is a mp3 player built for people who like to listen to a lot of music, music that they've already tagged, maybe they got it off of you know eMusic or something like that. And it's not so great really for listening to podcasts, which is what I do. I almost never listen to music. So personally for me, I, I still prefer my iAudio. Unfortunately it's dead, so I can't use it. I'm thinking I will probably just get myself another one or something for Christmas this year, which will give me time to see if I can change my mind about the Sansa. Another thing about the Sansa compared to the iAudio is that it allows you to view pictures and video. I haven't actually put any pictures or video on it, although it did come with some. The quality looked okay. You have to convert them before you display it because the player itself will only play QuickTimes, and so any video that you want to watch you have to install their Sansa media converter software, which is free, and it comes on the CD in the box and then drop the videos onto that and it will convert them and upload them to the player. So it's kind of an inconvenient step, especially compared to the MP3s, which you can just drop straight on the player and, of course, play right away. The album art display on the Sansa is kind of inconsistent as well. It seems to have a limit of, I guess, somewhere in the neighborhood of 32K 
for album art, which means that stuff like Twit and Podcast Pickle logos show up because they're small. The Falcon Twin one doesn't. I ended up taking it out and resizing it just as a test. And with a with a much smaller Falcon Twin podcast album art, it did display, but I don't really feel like retagging all of my MP3s or using a crappy quality JPEG just because they can't be bothered to load an entire thing. So on the whole, a little bit let down by the Sansa. The proprietary connector thing is kind of an annoying bit too, where if you lose the cable for your Sansa, you are pretty much SOL. There are a few places now that have just started selling it within the last month or so, but otherwise you have to contact SanDisk and see if you can get one. Whereas with the iAudio, you just go down to Radio Shack or Circuit City or wherever and just buy a standard USB cable like you'd use for, say, a digital camera or something. And then that works just fine. So. Again, it just goes to show that when you do proprietary things, it ends up being kind of a pain in the ass. If you use proprietary software to load media onto your MP3 player, that's a pain in the ass. If you use proprietary cables, that's a pain in the ass. I, you know, I learned my lesson. I think I'm going to go back to the iAudio, like I said. So, first impressions of the Sans, I've had it for about a week now. Kind of mediocre. The screen is lovely, and it's kind of fun to hold and play with, but ultimately my iAudio fit in a lot better with podcasts. So the Sansa is okay for music, not so okay for podcasts. Anyway, if you have questions or comments, you can email them to me via the link on the homepage. You can use the send me an audio button on the podcast page to leave me a voicemail, or you can leave a message in the forums. And again, as always, mention that you want it answered on the podcast, otherwise I probably won't. Some of the music provided tonight was from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. So there.